short uh so pay attention can you afford uh everyday conversation decision making breakdown point of views of course he say she say see how we play real life issues hit the replay debate in politics what sport you profit with today's world news food for thought so come get a plate pull up All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome y'all to another episode of the Daily Dollar Short Podcast. As always, it is your host, it's your boy Martin. I'm with my partner in crime, Marlon. What is good, sir? I'm safe, brother. Feeling safe. That's that's what it is. We are safe. We are secure. I am glad to hear that y'all are y'all y'all are doing everything y'all need to do. Uh, for those listening who I don't know, live under a rock, uh, New Orleans, Southeast Louisiana, and many other places were hit by Hurricane Ida. New York is getting skull drug right now. Um, it got bad. It's, it's, it's bad across many different places. And uh, Marlon, I wanna say you're in Houston right now, right? Yeah, I'm here with some of my family. We originally got um, a hotel. Um, we're in the hotel for about, I want to say about four days, but they decided to stay by some family because the, the price in the family hotel every single night, I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. It, it, it's, it's rough. Like we're able to afford it for a couple of days, but yeah, it's, it adds up and eating out every day, you know, yeah. just, it's a lot. So, I mean, I'm thankful that we're able to evacuate, mm-hmm. you know, stay in the hotel and stay with family. I mean, some people are very fortunate enough, but, you know, I'm very, I'm very thankful that I didn't have to leave for sure. Absolutely. I think one thing I'll say is as bad as Hurricane Ida was, I think New Orleans was in a much better position now than we have ever been in to survive the worst of a hurricane. Because Mm -hmm. had we been the same city we were back in 2005 when Katrina happened, I don't think we would have made it out in the position we're in now. The city is not flooded. It is not feet upon feet of water. Yes, the power situation is difficult and tenuous. They're working on that. They're already starting to restore power to places throughout the city. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the billions of dollars that were spent on levees and infrastructure, they did their job for the most part. It didn't work everywhere, but they didn't say it was going to be 100% perfect, but it's going to be a lot better than what it was. And it was a lot better than what it was. Yeah, I mean, I guess people can't really see that right now because we're still going through it. Oh, they, absolutely. They're frustrated that they have no power. They applied to FEMA, you know, waiting on that to go through. It's like people saying, oh, they're getting denied. But, you know, you had the actual mayor saying, oh, no, it's going through. You just have to make sure your application out correctly. So, yeah, people are just, just frustrated. I mean, if you can't please everybody, everybody's just, you know, very upset. They're very you know, they're stressed out mentally, you right. know, financially to the fact that they are out of their comfort zone. They are, you know, either they're there in New Orleans, you know, with no power, you know, limited food, limited resources, while people like myself are out of time, kind of waiting, you know, playing it day by day to say, okay, when should we go back? When people are saying in the city, yo, it's not safe yet. Like it's, right. yeah, you may have power here, man, jazz here, but it's, it's, it's not safe right now. People waiting like multiple hours just to get gas. 
Right. I see on Facebook and Instagram, just it's different, man. Like just there's looting like, going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those situations where you do what you gotta do. Um I know the biggest thing is, and I evacuated for Katrina. I'm up in Shreveport, so we didn't get really any weather. We got a little bit of wind, a little bit of rain, but nothing terrible, nothing near close to what y'all got in New Orleans. Um we have to. I think as a people, we need to be understanding of people's situations like that. There was a lot of, well, why didn't y'all get out? And it's tough. It's a tough thing for people to do, you know, because they were like, oh, well, you saw what happened with Katrina. Yes. And people still didn't leave with Katrina. And yes, it was terrible. Yes, it was difficult. People were getting rescued. They had to cut themselves out of the roofs of their houses and so on and so forth. So... Mm -hmm. Yes, to some degree, there's a there's a, a feeling of like you should have known or you should have done this, but not everyone has the resources to do that. Not everyone has somewhere they can go, or right. someone they can run to, or the money to. You know, go get a hotel for four days, five days. You know, hotels booked up quick. People are on limited budgets. We I got to remember that New Orleans is a city that is primarily lower lower to middle class. And the people that are usually the worst affected by this, by events and natural disasters like this, are the lower and middle class. They're the ones that's more, that's most greatly impacted. Upper class and, you know, upper middle class, they have resources. They can go to Houston and stay at an extended state. They can go get a suite for two weeks. They can go to Florida. They can go to California. They can go to Tennessee or Texas or Atlanta or whatever and figure it out. And maybe not have to fall on family's resources. So I think for those of us on the outside looking in, because I'm one of those people on the outside looking in, because I'm not going through it, we need to have the grace and understanding that we don't know what people's situations are. And we need to allow them the space to do what they need to do and be as supportive as we can, whichever way we can whether it's just words of encouragement, whether it's just financial resources, you know, if we can send somebody some money or whatever, we got, we need to do it. Yeah. Um, when the first news, the news first broke out that, you know, it was in a category three, you know, I talked with April, like, all right, what are we going to do? And then we came to the conclusion, we got to evacuate because we stayed for a Peseta and that was category one. And we now probably for a couple of days. So it wasn't really that bad, but we knew that, if it was a category three or above, we would need to, to leave. Yeah. And um, thankfully for us, we get the resources to leave. We have family here in Houston, we have family in Texas, in, uh, in Dallas, family in Georgia. So we had options. But when we left, I was thinking, I was talking to people like, you're staying, you're leaving. Most of them were saying, you're staying. I'm like, are you crazy? But then I kind of take a step back and think that now everybody is, you know, blessed as me as you would say they don't have the resources like you just said to leave like you may think they have the money but you don't know what's the situation right. so all you can do is just encourage you know pray for them like i couldn't something thing in touch with people who stayed behind I'm like hey how are you are you good so now nah, i'm not good but hey man, look i'm here for you just you need somebody to talk to i'm here for you so you should never count people's pockets man you know what people are going through you don't yeah, the, the criticism is very unnecessary right now. It's unwarranted. We as a community need to come together and support one another and encourage one another and 
share as much positivity and light as we can. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. what we can do right now. Uh, how is it for you? Because Katrina was 16 years ago. We're, we're in our early 30s. So we were in high school or graduated high school when Katrina happened. Now mm-hmm. you're a father, you're a husband. How, how is that so different going through that? Going from being the one kind of taken care of, even though, yeah, you were a little bit older, but you know, mm-hmm. used to have your parents and stuff like that, to now you're taking care of people. Yeah, I found out of that earlier today. Like when Katrina first happened, I mean, I was like, so I was in on a junior in high school and I knew my mom would take care of things. I just went. She said we're going. I was like, okay, pack a bag, we're going. And uh, that was a much longer stay, but you know, I trust my mom. You know, what she decided to do, I was with it 100%. I ain't requesting it or nothing. This time around, like, okay, I'm a dad. So now we have to make the decision as a family, what are we going to do? And it's different. Like you have to, you know, pack and think all right, long term, but think, okay, how long are we going to be out for? So we packed, I think, for like four days. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, we should probably a little bit longer. We didn't know, you know. So right. it is a little different, I guess, kind of, you know, being adult through this. <clears throat> I was like, damn, part of my mom for, you know, all the time we left, you know, we probably left probably two or three times as, as, a, as a kid. And just thinking like, damn, she did all this. Like, like my dad stayed behind, he was a cop. So she yeah. did it all by herself. And at the time we had a dog too. So, man, I just... Uh, that's my mom. Like, mom, thank you because <laughs> you yeah. took care of us. Like, even though it was just me, you know, our dog, like, you, you hold it down. So, much kudos to her. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I was thinking about that and I was like, you know, just had I been there, would my kids have been there with me? What would I have done? You know, there's always all those questions. What will we do? What were mm-hmm. the resources? So, I think it's interesting. We and a lot of people have said it on social media. You know, we went from being one, being the ones our our demographic, our age group, our generation. We went from being the ones evacuating to having to evacuate others. Yeah, and to go through right. two situations like this in our lifetime is crazy. Yeah, man, that uh, PTSD is real with these people, man. Like people don't understand. Like, I mean, if you're not from New Orleans or different. But our area, you just don't understand that like, we've been through. Like Katrina was rough, and now we're going through this. And you see pictures of how people lost their houses and that damage. Yeah. It's just, it's rough, man. Like you just bring that bad memories for sure, you know. And I'm, I want to say this too. Uh, you talk about the PTSD. Um, I, I I got suspended from Facebook today because <laughs> uh, a male sapien decided to share their opinion that they were tired of hearing about Louisiana and Hurricane Ida and so on and so forth. This person lived in Kentucky. Uh, I have family in Kentucky. I love Kentucky. It's a beautiful state. I will say this, turn your fucking TV off. Turn your notifications off. Mind your own goddamn business. Because here's the thing. Didn't nobody ask you for your motherfucking opinion. And the PTSD is real. And when you go through it and you experience it and you see it and you see your people going through it, like I got family still down there right now. Like Mm -hmm. my mom couldn't evacuate because she flew in the day before it hit. 
oh, from shit. dealing with my family in Kentucky. And my mom manages retirement communities for the archdiocese. So she has hundreds of residents that she got to make sure is okay. Mm-hmm. And these old folks, these are grandparents, these are elders. And she had to stay down there and, and do that. She had to ride out the storm at her house and then go make sure these other people are good. So for someone to be callous enough to vent their frustration about hearing, hearing about it, we want to vent our frustration too. And you, you do not want to make yourself the target of our frustrations. Because you know what? Everybody this place right now, we could drive to Kentucky. We don't give a shit. We ain't about to get home anytime <laughs> soon. We that cutting, yeah, yeah. yeah Normally, so, when you, you we go, we go to Facebook jail. I'm like, which is in this time, like, all right, girl, really. But then, but in this case specifically, I, I, I side with you, sure. But the thing about with social media, and that's one of the negative things is people could always say what they want to say behind a phone or a computer. Yeah, the phone, so, so it's like you know, you can voice your opinion, and I agree with it, but it can always go. I mean, I voiced my Google opinion. Land. But Facebook said I was inciting violence against that person. I mean, so yeah. But that person chose violence. Yeah, so they chose like, violence. So guess I was just reciprocating what they chose. <laughs> yeah, that's and just I sent that to Facebook. I disagreed with they with their decision. I was like, well, she chose violence. I just returned the favor. And they they didn't <laughs> they didn't they didn't find that. They didn't think that was funny. So uh, yeah. I, I will be enjoying my seven day stay away from away from Facebook. So, mm-hmm. but that being said, um, I, I want everyone to be safe. I want everyone to understand that things are difficult. Have grace and mercy with people who are less fortunate because not everybody has the resources or abilities. New Orleans is a city that is predominantly lower middle class. These people are people don't always have the money to go stay somewhere or they don't have the resources to get somewhere. So let's be gracious, let's be understanding, and let's, as a community, help one another and help one another get through and heal from this situation. Yeah, um, this is kind of, this is kind of add to that, though. Um, even having the resources to be able to leave, but also be different for people's families. Like, for example, my mom, she would have left for sure, but she has to stay behind and take care of my grandmother because she's bedridden and she don't want to leave her behind. So it'd be different for everybody's family, man. Like you, you want to leave, but that so much probably wants to leave, but you know that your loved one is in dire need. You don't want to leave them behind. So that's why my mom stayed behind. I mean, it, it sucked, but I understood why she stayed in. Thankfully, she's fine. My grandma's good. It's just, you know, everybody's situation is different, man. So don't, don't judge nobody. If they decide, decide to stay, disrespect their decision and encourage them to keep it moving. Don't be negative because everybody's situation is different. They're different from yours or mm-hmm. the person next to you. Every right. situation is different. Right. So with that being said, another big thing right now that people need to be wary of and need to be understanding of is the information they share. Uh, I, Marla and I have made an effort to share as much information as we could find on our page for our podcast, for all of our followers and for our community of people that support us. And 
we made every effort to share factual information, real information that could help people. Unfortunately, there are people at this time that like to share false information. And I don't understand why they would do that in a situation like this, but that being said, if you're gonna share information, verify the information, make sure the sources are reputable, make sure the people you're getting it from are people you can trust. Now, yeah, there's little jokes and funny stuff being shared and stuff like that. You know, uh, I saw one the other day, Hurricane Debris Clean Up, call, call Mike, 281-604-8004. Like, we know the song. Like, She's it's funny. funny. I mean, at this point, if you're, if you're in your 30s, you know the song. It's hilarious, okay? Yeah. You get it. But there was one recently shared that it's, that was saying it'll be November before we would have power and things like that. So, and that, that was not accurate. That was from estimates from, I want to say Zeta or something like that previously. And even then that, that wasn't the case. Yes, it took a while, but that was still, I mean, it was an entirely different situation. It wasn't factual information and it doesn't apply to the situation we're in. So if you're sharing information, take the 45 seconds to Google and verify. Check the sources you're getting it from before you're sharing something that may cause harm to someone else. Yeah, totally agree. Like you, because to the mayor, when the mayor says something, uh, I put, you know, respect on that. Whenever like somebody, she will, she return chilling of this and stuff. Listen mm -hmm. to that. Don't just follow the trend you see on social media or whatever you see, right. like this happened, that happened. Nah, follow people who are legit. And Look, like, Helen like, Moreno, city council yeah. president, Cindy Wynn, city councilwoman, uh, Army Corps engineers, the mayor, you know, those are the people that are putting out good information right now when it comes to resources, food, tarps, water, ice, you know, things like that. That's who you right. need to be following. That's who you need to be getting your information from. Or if you see it shared, make sure it's coming from those resources before you share it as well. Because I understand it don't take much to click that little share button and put it out in the universe, but you never know what kind of harm that could cause somebody else. If you share bad information, there was a story about a man who was just walking through a neighborhood who was mentally disturbed and suicidal because of the stress from this current situation. And yeah. thankfully, first responders were able to get to him and secure him and help him. But it is situations like this that can trigger those type of responses and emotions in people because it is such a stressful event. Right, exactly. You gotta be careful, people. Like, be careful what you share. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I've been a victim of that myself. Not with this specifically, but when I see something, I'll just automatically share it. But yeah. things like this, you have to actually be thorough. You yeah. know, when you see something, like you actually read the post and kind of do like a backup research on that and see, okay, it's legit. Okay, cool, I'll go and share it. So I said the extra 45 seconds like you said, is to make sure it's real, it was legit, and then, you know, spread the word. Then one spread the, the word on some false shit. You know, no, nah, I mean, we ain't got time for that. We all just, all mentally fragile right now at this point. So anything you say can trigger somebody at this point. So I just say, just take that time, take that minute to, you know, look over the information, make sure it's factual, and then spread the word. That's it. So 
I don't, I don't really have anything else right now. I don't want to take up a lot of people's time. I just, I wish everyone the best. I wish a speedy recovery. I wish health and wealth for their families, safety and security as they move through these times. And, you know, do what you have to do, do as best for you. Mm-hmm. I hope those who decide to come back and are in a position to come back and that want to rebuild or have something to rebuild, decide to do so. Uh, that being said, I'm not going to judge you if you don't. Because you know what? People are entitled to make the decisions that they want to make. People are entitled to do what's best for them and their family. I do want to share this as a little PSA. Um for anyone listening that is in college. Uh, I shared this story on TikTok. Um, I'll be doing TikTok because I'm bored of bad on Facebook now. But uh, as we said earlier, I went through Hurricane Katrina and I listened to everyone. I was a college student at the time. I evacuated with family. I applied for the disaster assistance through FEMA. I got it, I wanna say probably like October, once I had actually got settled, I was able to complete my application, you know, provide them with a list of everything. And then I, I received funds, I got like five or six grand. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like 10, 15, $20,000 like people was getting. I, I just had an apartment full of stuff. I had a dorm room to myself full of stuff. And recently I was contacted by FEMA stating that I owe them money because when I filed my application, me living on UNO's campus did not make me eligible for disaster assistance. Oh, wow. So currently with penalties, interest fees, I owe them to the tune of almost $11,000. Oh, fix the Jesus, another drink on me. So, I'll say this, if you're a college student and you were living on campus at any university and you were displaced by Hurricane Katrina and you suffered any losses, do not apply for disaster assistance yourself unless you have no other option. And even then be wary and be cautious because here I am, I was 18 when Katrina happened. I am 34, about to be 35 years old. Father of two, got my own bills and responsibilities. And here come FEMA saddling me with a ten, eleven thousand dollar debt. Because, and and I'm gonna tell you this, I spoke, I was on the phone with the FEMA people for I want to say over an hour or two, and they told me how they changed, they they changed regulations, they changed requirements, they changed things after the fact, and then retroactively applied them to to which I was disqualified at that point from receiving the aid that I received. Now. When I left New Orleans, I had to spend a night bag. That's it. That's the equivalent of what I had, a spend a night bag. Some drawers, some jeans, a t-shirt, some flip-flops. I didn't have no tennis shoes, my suits, everything. Everything I bought, I had just furnished my dorm room, new linens, new everything, TVs, games, the whole deal. And it was all gone. And now here I am a decade and a half plus later. And they want their money back with interest. So 
I just wanted to put that out there. That's just a bit of information if you are a college student and if you are considering applying for disaster assistance, understand that this can happen to you and be safe. If your parents were affected by Hurricane Ida, let them claim you as a dependent on their application and make sure to give you a bread. That being said, yeah, make sure to give you a cut of the money because they're going to get some money for you for claiming you as a dependent, but you will not incur the wrath of the federal government later on in life. That was definitely needed because, my bad. Now, really, I've been drinking since 10 this morning. Don't blame me. Blame it on Ida. It's a hashtag I created this morning. Blame my hashtag, blame my idea. It was ridiculous. And the fact that you said that now FEMA won their money back after what 16 years? 16 years. Bro, I'm over it. Look, eleven thousand almost eleven thousand dollars, bro. It's almost double what I got. I think it is because yeah. I mean, so that that's my little PSA. That's my little tidbit of information for the for the kids in college at UNO and all of the universities, Xavier, Tulane, Dillard you know, Suno, whatever, you know, Delgado, however, I don't, I don't know. If you were living on campus, don't apply for disaster assistance because they will wait many, many years until their accounting department decides, hey, we can go after these people because they're not going to have the money to fight us. And we can, garnish, we can threaten to garnish their checks and we can threaten to garnish their bank accounts and we can threaten to take them to court because it's easier to go after them than the people with money. We gave a whole bunch of money to well, I just want to have to contain them. Now I'm upset with them. Well, I mean, you're, you're a homeowner. You, yeah, you're, in a, you're in a decidedly different situation than I was at 18 years old. So, but I just wanted to put that out there for anyone listening, for them to understand that that's a reality that can happen. Understood. I completely understand. But yeah, oh, keep, your keep your that documentation. Keep your documentation. That part. Keep your paper, uh, keep the receipts. Yeah. Um, shout out to everybody to support us. We, we it really means a lot to us for sure. Um, y'all stay safe. You know, you need somebody to talk to, talk to somebody because what we're going through right now is it, real. Like we're all going through it together. You know, you're not alone in this. So you need somebody to talk to, talk to your friend, family. You talk to us. That's what we're here for, man. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Stay safe. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And yeah, we appreciate it. Appreciate it. For sure. That's it. That's another episode. Y'all be safe. We will look forward to doing this again. And hopefully next week is a much better week than this one was. Peace. Hopefully that power at home. Hey, that, that part. Look, it's happening, man. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Shout out to the East. They got power first. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, let's show the East, y'all. Stop shooting the East. They got power first. Right. So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of the Daily Dollar Show podcast, and we are out. Be safe, be well, take care of yourselves and your families. Absolutely. Peace. And that's another episode. Give us a like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at Daily Dollar Show Podcast. And listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more.